So I'm joined by, by Ian Watson, uh, fresh from Spain, the pre-season training camp. How was it? Yeah, it was great, mate, to be fair. It's... Um it was lovely weather. Uh, we heard it was raining just before we got there. So yeah, it was it was great weather for us to be able to get out on the field and spend some quality time together off the field as well to make sure that we we build on our kind of culture here, which is about being um, a team and being kind of together. What what kind of things could you do there that you couldn't do here? Oh, it's not necessarily what what you can do there. You can probably spend a little bit more time doing things. Um, whereas where it's raining over here and cold, people don't want to be staying out on the field too long. Whereas where it's nice and dry and warm, people want to stay behind, want to do a little bit of extras and work on certain things. So you can have probably a, a slower paced kind of session where you, you you talk and walk a little bit through the, um, situations. So you can spend time doing that. But we didn't really kind of focus on. Um, the on-field and having more and more time on the field we focus more on the off-field because there's no distractions when you're away a lot of our guys have obviously got new babies um, so that takes you away you're not sleeping well so people are coming in a little bit frustrated whereas you're away you're getting your sleep you're spending time with players who you're going to be playing with and you get to know them differently off the field as well so that's probably the biggest purpose we used it for in kind of trying to get the team to grow together especially with 12 new faces in there what, what's the expectation levels obviously after the success of, of last year was that this um, we've not no not over there it's not we'll get our pre-season games like we did last year before we start talking about that I always like the lads to kind of get a feel of how we've gone through pre-season and see what they think that we're capable then and uh, be real kind of realistic on, on what they want to achieve we've asked the players to have a little look at their own individual goals at the moment and then what we'll do is we'll go through them and then we'll come together as a team and then we'll outline our goals as a team um, but what was over there we just kind of individual goals and kind of values of what our kind of team needs to be about yeah, obviously you've got new faces in and new face, uh, old faces out. Yeah. Uh, what's the sort of dynamic in this one? Has it, has it changed much? Oh, yeah, it's, it's changed in terms of personnel. And I'd probably say for the for the better in some ways. Um, I was I was quite excited about this group before because we knew what kind of characters we had coming in. And I'd say since I've been here, and I know I said this last year to be fair, that the character of persons getting better all the time, and it's about trying to transfer that onto the field or see if it does transfer because the character of the guys is outstanding and the team spirit amongst them is really really good. And that's what obviously we've tried to breed our teams on over the last few years as well. And this group seems no different at the moment. We've got some great characters in there. Paulie, Paulie, Seb, um, Tua, Kenny Seo, kind of really lift people's spirits. They're always full of fun and always laughing, and um, it's great to have that kind of new kind of culture and environment within our squad. Yeah, talking about Paulie, Paulie, and Seb, bringing them in, lost uh, Josh Jones and George Griffin. Does that kind of um, sort of amend our tactics in a way? Because obviously with Griffin and Jones, a bit more tackling, a bit more running. When with Seb and uh, um, Seb and Paulie, Paulie built for, for running hard and running over people yeah destruction more than anything yeah so it was important we kind of we, we had that we had um, different people in our squad that can do different things or give us something different than what we don't have Polly Polly definitely brings that to the table and so does Seb as well uh, and the two guys have been outstanding in the full pre-season so far I've absolutely loved having them within our squad they're really kind of fun characters but they're buying into what we asked them to do they're not always at the front of fitness by no stretch of the imagination but if you do certain things in the gym they'll be right at the front in that as well because the different kind of players to somewhere about you, you get that within your team you have explosive players you have them kind of stamina players everyone's different but it's about harnessing their um, skill levels and putting it into our team does that allow you to, to play different tactics against different teams 
Oh, potentially. Of course it does. Um, if you've got a different type of player, you can use their strengths differently. Um, we know what Seb's about. We know how explosive he is. We know he's got a bit of a running game and we know he's got an offload game in there as well. So, um, And the big thing I think people, most people miss about Seb is um, that he's got some rugby smarts about him. He actually does understand the game and it's quite switched on. But the first and foremost, what he wants to do is he wants to run hard and he wants to tackle hard as well. And that's how he bases his game on. Yeah, often you talk about culture in the club. When you first, when you, obviously when you first came to where you are now, how far along the ladder are we? Oh, yeah, we're a lot further than what we were. I mean, kind of the system that myself and um, our, our, our backroom staff have kind of been trying to build a model of kind of what we've worked around for four years now. And we kind of felt we saw some of the benefits of it from last year. And this year, some of the training's been at a higher level than what it was last year as well. So we're really kind of excited to see the to the guys go out there and play because then ultimately it's going to come down to how you perform on a Sunday. Yeah, I say your backroom staff, uh, Greg Brown and, and all the people and behind the scenes keeping the boys fit and getting them fit how important are they in, in the season to come? Oh massively the, it, your backroom team is probably the most important thing because you've all got to be on the same page and you've got to kind of breed the club's values and standards going forward as well and then that transfers through to your players and I feel we do that I think, I think we link well with the players um, the players will, can probably tell you that <laughs> if they want but I feel that our backroom team are probably one of the best in the competition and that they're linking really well with the players and that's that way they play to the players' strengths. Yeah, obviously you've got new half half back partnership, Kevin Brown, uh, two uh, two here yeah. and Chris Atkin. Yeah. Um, you know, all competing for positions. Um, you know, have you decided which your which your pair is? Oh, we've got a good um, idea at this moment in time. Um, what's it, we'll have a, another little look when we play against Warrington on Thursday um, and see which way we go from there. But it, it's good because we've got a real contrast. You've got Chris Atkin, who's really quick and plays at a really fast tempo um, and has a good kicking game as well. And it, and he doesn't mind throwing his body in front of the big lads as well. He's tough like that. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Kev, who's very kind of calculated and smart in how he plays, really rugby clever. Um, and again has the attributes well he was a world cup finalist half back two years ago and then only through injury everyone's a little bit um like oh will he come back to be the same kind of player but from what we've seen in pre-season he's added a different level to us he brings that experience of being in a big club and that's where we want to be don't we yeah of course we do um that's what our aim is uh, i don't want to be sat near the bottom of the table i want to compete at the top end and um, that's my ambition it always has been is to win things and try and um, do as well as you can can be and earn respect from um, other people and um, other teams yeah you went on tour with, with great britain um, obviously coming back did you t- sort of take anything from that tour to to bring into pre-season oh Oh, yeah, there's little things you learn over there. I think that it was a learning experience for, my, for myself first and foremost, I think, because dropping back from being a head coach to an assistant, um, dropping back into that role when you don't have full control over kind of selection and um, tactics, um, you've got to make sure that you run what they want to run, which is the right thing to do. That's how you, you support as an assistant coach. So dropping back into that was, was different and good, but it was also really interesting to see the way that Wayne sets his teams up, um, the way... Wayne thinks about the game and the way that he manages players as well and um, he's been one of the best coaches in the world for the last 20 years as well so to kind of ignore that would be stupid so it was it was really good I, I really enjoyed working with him to be fair and, and I think we did work well together we just the really disappointing thing was we didn't get the performances or the results that we really wanted to um, and I think the first game against Tonga which was supposed to be a warm-up game I think took a lot more out of us than what um, potentially people thought it probably would do 
but it gives you the opportunity to talk to these boys and say, look, if you want to reach international level, you've got to get this level, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh no, uh, definitely. It was it was great on um, another foot as well. Was working with some of the best players in Super League and some of the best players in the NRL. People like John Bateman and. and people like Gareth Widdop who were kind of come across to our Super League competition now to make our Super League competition stronger as well so it was really good to work with them kind of players as well but I would say uh, well you're working with them NRL players as well is there's some great players over here Johnny Lomax who I spent some time with over there I think he's probably one of the smartest rugby league players that um, I've met very along the similar lines to Kev Brown in a lot of ways that they, when they talk to your rugby you've you've got to listen really because they know the game inside out yeah obviously got Warrington in, in a friendly and then set Ellens at the start of the season um, obviously looking forward to that Warrington game is it going to be a full strength team or is it going to be a mix and match to see what you know what you've learned in Spain oh I'll have a little look over the next um, next couple of days really see how everyone's pulled back up from training over there we trained pretty tough and pretty intense the, the couple of days we was over there as well um, we look like we're, we're pretty healthy there was a couple that we got a couple of knocks which you will do when you're doing full contact yeah. um, so we just need to make sure that we, we, we go by it the right way to make sure that everyone starts the season healthier but Cheers. if we can we'll try and put a stronger squad out as we can Cheers big thanks to Talks and Sports Zone Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report and we'll call it not too much an amateur report this week because we have got some amateur news but there's also a lot of rugby league news as well so I'll add that in there we've got the pre-season friendlies and we've also got the, the World Cup draw as well so I know like I said I know it's not amateur stuff but we're going to bang it in there anyway so we'll start with that the Rugby League World Cup 2021 the draw was made by Prince Harry last week and the draw is as follows the men's draw Group A consists of England, Samoa, France and Greece. Group B is Australia, Fiji, Scotland and Italy. Group C, New Zealand, Lebanon, Jamaica and Ireland. And Group D is Tonga, Papua New Guinea, Wales and the Cook Islands. The women's draw was Group A, England, Papua New Guinea, Canada and Brazil. Group B was Australia, New Zealand, France and the Cook Islands. And the wheelchair draw, Group A, England, Australia, Spain and Norway. And Group B of the wheelchair draw was France, Wales, Scotland and the USA. So some fantastic ties going to be played there coming in the 2021 World Cup. Well, the up-and-coming fixtures this week in the pre-season games of Rugby League. Wednesday night, Wakefield Trinity play Huddersfield Giants. That's a 7.30 kickoff. Thursday night, Lee Centurions play Wigan Warriors. 7.30 kickoff. Warrington Wolves play our very own Salford Red Devils at quarter to eight. On Friday night, Doncaster play Wakefield Trinity Reserves. That's a 7.30 kickoff. Featherstone Rovers play Leeds Rhinos, also at 7.30. On Saturday, the 25th of January, London Scholars host London Broncos at three o'clock. Swinton Lions face Warrington Wolves at two o'clock. And Whitehaven play North Wales. Crusaders at 2 o'clock. On Sunday the 26th of January, Barrow play Workington, that's at 1.30 Batley play Huddersfield at 2 o'clock Bradford play York City Knights at 3 Keith Cougars play Sheffield Eagles at 2 and Newcastle Thunder are at home to Leeds Rhinos at 3 o'clock Well as we mentioned last week the Rugby League Challenge Cup is on the road. The road to Wembley has started and 22 grassroots sides will head into action this weekend aiming to progress further in the Coral Challenge Cup and potentially take on Betfred League 1 opposition in Round 3. That's when the professional clubs embark on the Wembley Trail. There's one tie between Nottingham Outfit, Sherwood, Wolf Hunt and National Conference League 1's West Bowling. That will take place on Sunday and will be screened live on the league net um, at Rugby League 
Dotcom hour league app from 1.30. It's a bit technical for me. That the hour league app, though, I think I can just about manage that. But that sounds an intriguing context. All the other matches are being staged on Saturday with the clash between two of the most famous names in amateur rugby league, Wigan St. Pat's and West Hull. That is selected for live screening on the BBC coverage, BBC Sport Online, BBC iPlayer, and via the red button. It starts at 12.30. The draw has thrown up several other intriguing games, none more so than Great Britain Police against Rochdale Mayfield. The police have got home advantage against Mayfield. The, the police play their home games at Mayfield anyway but on this occasion we'll be obliged to use the away dressing room and uh, Mayfield will and uh, the police will be in the home dressing room on Mayfield's home ground so that's that's another fantastic tie you know the spirit of the Challenge Cup is well and truly alive here uh, elsewhere Lee Minor Rangers of the National Conference First Division will be tested by Pennine League High Flyers Upton and former St Helens star and Salford Red Devils coach Phil Vivas takes his Ashton Bears side of the North West Men's League to National Conference League Giants Siddle Thornhill Trojans who pulled off the result of the first round with victory over National Conference champions that O'Heath through says has been rewarded with a home tie against Normanton Knights. Sherwood Wolf Hunt, meanwhile, have pledged to pr- pass proceeds from their game to the Rob Burrow Fund and the police are making a similar donation. So congratulations to those guys. Sherwood Wolf Hunt as well, what a fantastic name. I, I, I think that's one of my uh, my favourite names in rugby league. The Hammersmith Hill Hoist is a good one, but Sherwood Wolf Hunt is, uh, is another super one. Well, turning our attention now to the Barlet National Cup, the games in the prelim preliminary round, very difficult to say that got underway on Saturday January the 18th, Stanley 20, Wathbrow Hornets 8, 6, Kells 12 Upton 6, West Hull 18 Cutsack Raiders 0, Ellenborough Rangers 32, Almondbury Spartans 10 Maryport 20, West Bank Bears 34, Blackbrook versus Aspratria Hornets was postponed Thato Heath Crusaders A 24, Drillington 21 Glasson Rangers 32, Illingworth 18 and Siddle 18, Oral St James 12, the draw for the second round of the Bala National Club Ellenborough Raiders Shalston Rovers Glasson Rangers against Beverly Hanging Heaton versus Wigan St Cuthbert's Kells versus Murfield Stags Might and Warriors versus Queensbury Siddle are at home to Stanley Thato Heath Crusaders A are at home to the West Bank Bears West Hull play Blackbrook or Espatria and the ties will be played on Saturday the 15th of February 2020 the postponed preliminary round tie between Blackbrook and Espatria Hornets is to be played this Saturday the 25th of January well, Student Rugby League, Hopwood Hall beat Leeds City by 20 points to 14 last Wednesday. Salford Red Devils A won away from home against Wigan and Lee College by 30 points to 26. Must give the uh, Salford Red Devils a, a massive shout out there. Second top in the North West 1 division. They've played 6, won 5 and lost 1. Their second top just behind the Priestley College, which is Warrington Walden. All the best in their clash this week. They're at home to Carmel on uh, Wednesday this week. That's all I've got for you on the Amateur Report this week. I shall see you soon. Enjoy the Salford Friendly on Thursday night and hopefully see you at the league game against St. Helens on the 31st of January. Take care.